All right, welcome back, everybody. Another day, another episode. This is uh, number 28, and we got Lucas back to talk some some hockey and a bunch of other stuff. How are you doing, Lucas? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming back. And I'm also very excited to talk about hockey. We have oh, so much to talk about. We haven't, we haven't, yep. uh, I haven't had you on since June, uh, June 8th, and that was game four of Tampa, uh, New York. Which was won by Tampa. Yes, to tie it to two. They they reverse they they won four in a row, right? It didn't go. Did it go to seven? It didn't no, go to seven. It didn't. It went to six. So okay. they they yeah they dug themselves out of that two nothing hole. And I found out today um, that uh, we'll get to this later. But Cal- Colorado played the same number of games as the Rangers did. But they that's won the, crazy. But they won the cup. <sighs> No, it's been – we haven't seen a run this dominant since um, L.A. in 2012 when they went 16-4. and four. I'm going to go devil's ad. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on 2012. Oh, my goodness. With the greatest goaltending performance ever put on. And if, if you have a team that is hot with a goalie that is hotter, it can happen. Yeah. Eight seed won or lost four games the entire – Playoffs? They were up three nothing in every single series. Because they beat crazy. They beat Van in five. Beat yep. Um, St. Louis in five. Swept the number two seed Coyotes. Um, and then went up three nothing against the Devils. Lost two straight. Then one in six at home. That's insane. Yeah. You know, and it. It speaks volumes to the the playoff hockey model, you know? Because yeah. name me – I'm going to quickly look up what the numbers were for that L.A. team. Um, the first one or the second one? The 2012 one. Because they didn't have any – who knows? Maybe they did, and that's why I'm looking it up because I don't want to look silly. It was the Jonathan Quick show. He it a was nine, a Jonathan Quick show. He had a 946 and uh I want to say a sub two goals against. Let's try, let's see. Yeah, he had a 946 save for percentage and a 1.41 goals against. A 1.14 goals 1. against. 1.41. 1.41. 1.41. Okay. But either way, a goals yeah. against under two is insane. Ridiculous. And the fact that it, it, it's the bell curve, you know what I mean? So a, a goals against under two is very far down the bell curve. Yeah, he's at like the anything past that is. So it was no. it was incredible, you know, and the only comparable goaltending performance that I could put up is even more painful for me because it's 2011 with Tim Thomas. Yeah. But even then he had a nine, I think he had a nine, uh, he had a nine thirty-eight, and they were like, they were not, uh, what did he have? So in 2011, he had a nine, sorry, he had nine forty and a 1.98. Yeah. He was dominant too. And Tim, it, it, it wasn't just that because I'm sure that he had some bad games, and I don't think Jonathan Quick really had any bad don't games. Remember him? He had that the amount to St. Louis, I think. Okay, 
That was the that's only one solid memory. To, to um, unless you've been doing your studying, sorry. But, no, uh, no, just I remember that uh, that was just such a ridiculous um, playoff brain like, fart. No, yeah, and a ridiculous brain fart. But that was like the most dominant goaltending performance I've ever seen in my life. The ability of Tim Thomas to shut it down that year was it. I'm talking about it 11 years later and it doesn't hurt any less. Yeah. He, uh, he but also the reps and also the entire league, but yeah, that uh, honestly, that's still, I still stand by. That's like, like, coming from, like, a more neutral side. Like, I remember during then, like, that was, like, I was definitely cheering for Vancouver to win. But I think, like, in retrospect, from a from a neutral fan perspective, that was the worst officiated finals I've ever seen in my life. Like, like goalies can hit players now. Like, what is that? Um, goalies can hit players. A, a, a player can punch another player five times in the face, and you're going to pu- – or you're going to penalize the player who got punched. Yeah. Because he talked to you. And, oh, you got me started, Ryan. You got me started. That's on you. Sorry, Um, man. But (laughs) the fact that Clarence Campbell stepped down for the finals while his son was on the Stanley Cup winning Boston Bruins means literally nothing. He's coming back after the series. Oh, you you fucked over my son's team? Oh, I'm sorry. You're fired. Yeah, you're done. Like, that's your boss. You – I don't – I don't blame the refs. I blame the league for having – it. oh, man. No, they didn't. And at the they, end of the day, yeah. the Canucks still have no Stanley Cups, and that's it, it's all sour grapes. It's all yeah, sour grapes. Yeah, is what just, it really is. It's just L's all around. It's it's kind of we can move on. But sorry to sorry to bring up <laughs> old painful stuff. No, no worries, um, no worries. So so yeah, so Rangers. So yeah, Tampa four one. I think after that four one, I'm like it's over. It's over in six. Rangers are done. <laughs> They're the Tampa probably would have won if they didn't win the last two Stanley Cups. You know what I mean? You yeah. now played I I don't know how many games they played each playoffs, but let's call it um 20 games of playoffs. You've played another half season on every other team and also had a minus 4 months of rest. 25 in 2020. So I, I I'll, I'll, the bubble, I think everyone gets a it doesn't like that year, it doesn't accumulate as much. But then in 2021, they played uh, 23 playoff games. So they pretty much had a full regular season compared to everybody else. Uh, last half year. a regular season, 48 games. Yeah, but, but sorry, if you include the if you include the um, what's it called? The fact uh, they got decreased rest. Yeah, yeah, and the, like because the 56 game season. That's kind of what I meant. Where it's like, oh, yeah. okay. But yeah, but the last two years they essentially they played half a season. Both, yeah, exactly. more than any other team. Yeah, and they just looked out of gas. And I think you must think that contributes to some of the injuries, right? I think um, points just was unlucky um, with uh, with him like skate getting jammed up into the skate uh, of boards. Um, Sorelli, he just looked like he had crushed into the board. But everybody on the team had a shoulder issue. Like it was so weird. Like. 
Paul had an AC sprain. Perry had an AC sprain. Certainly an AC sprain and a dislocated shoulder. And it was just like makes sense for Perry because he's been to the Stanley Cup Finals three straight years as well. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. I forgot he's played a lot of games too. Yeah, that, that must. And he's be, also really old. That's a kick in the. That's a kick in the balls. Like, they, at least he has the 07 Cup, but imagine, like, you're in the twilights of your career and you're like, okay, here's my last chance to win one. Okay, I get another last chance to win one. Okay, now I get another last chance to win one, right? And it's then like it's KD never won with the Warriors. Yeah. That's what that's like. That's what – or it's like um, – I remember in, like, when Hosa when – like, it's a bit – Oh, totally. It's a bit – um, yeah, but I think it's just as kicking the dick with uh, – Perry, because Hosa was on Pittsburgh, lost to Red Wings, says, screw it, I'm going to Re- Detroit, beat, gets beaten by Pittsburgh, and at least the last year, he doesn't have to face one of the teams he was just on, but for Perry, he was on Dallas, gets beaten by Tampa, says, okay, fine, I'll go to Montreal. On Montreal, gets beaten by Tampa, fine, I'll go to Tampa, I want to win, because I keep getting beaten by them, and then they lose. It's like, oh, that must be so tough. No kidding. Yeah. Especially because it's so clear he's ring chasing. Yeah. You know? Although I don't know, one. I don't know if I would call Montreal ring chasing. I guess Montreal is an entirely different team with and without Shea did, Weber and Carey Price. Did, but did Corey Perry have a PTO in Montreal, or did he just sign as a veteran? Um. He must have. I thought he was on a trial with them. No, he didn't. They just signed him to a veteran minimum. Let's go. But, uh, so, yeah, but, yeah, I guess it wasn't range. It's like they lost more games than they won last year. Oh, they were Montreal? Yeah, they were. Montreal was dead last in the league. Montreal was the worst team. No, sorry, the year year they made the final. Oh. They were 20. Oh, my gosh. They were 20. They were 21, 24, and 11. So they lost 36 games and won. Sorry, lost 35 games, won 21 of them. That's hilarious. And they made and that's testament to the fact that if you're hot at the right time, which that's why I love the seven-game series. The seven-game series is the purest form. I don't know. A one-game single elimination is beautiful. I love it. I have so much appreciation for it. My favorite sporting tournament is the World Cup. Yeah, in the knockout that stages? That's my favorite. Pardon? Yeah, in the knockout stages? Just the World Cup as an entity is just the most amazing piece of sport. And I love hockey way more than soccer. But the World Cup is the best tournament. Probably second place is March Madness for the exact opposite reason of the World Cup. The World Cup is like, ah, oh, we'll put you all in and give you a few games to prove yourself, and then we'll face off with the best. Whereas March Madness is just like single elimination, so 64 teams. Oh, my goodness. And then third place is the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I am i don't watch too much March Madness, but I'll have to agree with you on the World Cup. Something about a World Cup year just, like, turns me into a soccer fan. And I don't I, – I, I've started to like it way more now. Like, I follow the Premier League, and I follow, like, a lot of the big transfer news and stuff, and I, I'll read articles. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love hockey way more than I love soccer. But I think you're right. I think, like, something about the – world it's the drama of, like, having the countries, like, 
um, you know, put like putting the responsibility of the countries on your back, right? And then like all the drama and then all the the biggest, like literally the biggest stage of any sporting event in the world. So mm-hmm. and I think part of why like I also came on to soccer not when I was younger, because I was like, yeah, who cares about soccer? We're not good at soccer. But soccer, football, is the biggest sport in the world. So to watch this best on best in a point where Canada Canada's in the World Cup. Are you kidding me? Like, we get to watch a World Cup for Canada. They haven't made it since 1986. Like, I don't... People born in 1986, to me, they're old, you know? Yeah, they're like 30... Uh, they're 10 30, years older than me. They're 36 this year. Yeah. yeah. So it's... And they didn't remember it. So it's it's been a long time since Canada's been in the World Cup. Canada's in the World Cup. This is the most morally corrupt World Cup of all time. And that does impact me to a degree, but I will still watch it because I don't know. Um, you're not going to be, I don't think you're going to be alone in that. I, 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 it's, I don't know. I think it's like, honestly, I don't think it's possible to make a completely 100% morally sound decision in the world. It, I, it's, it's impossible. Like, Oh, let's see. You, That's true. You eat fish. But oh, I feel like Qatar is because I, I, I think with everything, there's a line. Yeah, and I true. think Qatar is pretty um, over that line. But yes, no, definitely. I mean, the world is a messed up place. Is um is Qatar funded by Saudis or is that a different entity? No, it is right. I think Qatar is just funded by Qatar. But they are in a similar situation as Saudi Arabia, to my knowledge. Okay. But I will say that I did come to discuss sports and know way less about geopolitics. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. <laughs> hey, let's let's, let's 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 go back. Um, yes. Okay. So Tampa, Tampa won Game Four. I I like I said earlier. I knew as soon as I won Game Four, that series was over. Like Igor, though. Like Frosty Igor. Like I freaking hate the Rangers, but I cannot say anything bad about Igor he is phenomenal he I cannot wait to watch all the battles that him and Vasilevsky will have like going to the future and I think it's like I, we were talking about this last time too there's not many elite goalies there's probably like three or four in the league and when we just saw two of the best square off like go toe-to-toe and he he went toe-to-toe he outplayed him you like, can't bl- you can't blame Vasilevsky on anything in Tampa's loss no and I don't think you can and blame, if you do you're dumb I don't think you can blame Shesterkin for Rangers loss too they just like Panarin had five points in that series four of them was on the power play he had one five on five point like I think I, I read somewhere that Chris Jury is like upset with Panarin's performance like he must have been injured but he was just like he was invisible against Tampa Bay. On the total flip of that comment, in a four-game sweep of the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid had seven points. Yeah. Connor McDavid put up a – oh, my God. It was – I tuned into Oilers games. I didn't tune into everything, but I tuned into Oilers yeah, games just to watch, to Connor. watch Connor McDavid. Yeah. 
Uh, he hasn't played in uh, two and a half weeks, and he still led the initial scoring by five points. Or six <laughs> that's just that says every that's I think, crazy. I think it's six. I want to say, oh my goodness, he put on a 33, so four points. Sorry, four points. So he he won the the uh NHL scoring race, he won playoffs. the playoff scoring race. Yeah, he had over two points a game. He up to this point, um, before this year's playoffs, he had 22 career playoff games in 21 games, not terrible. But you know, not what you expect of Connor freaking McDavid. Yeah, he uh, doubled, more than double his career playoff point. Um, he's he's on his own level. Oh, they yeah. need to make a new league above the NHL because Connor McDavid is that. Yeah, good. I and I think and I and, think it's no. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, the only other guys who are allowed to join are maybe Austin Matthews, maybe Nathan McKinnon, and maybe Andre Vasilevsky. And maybe Kale McCarr. And maybe Kale McCarr. Can't forget about that guy. Yep, Jinx. <laughs> but uh, after after this playoffs, Kale McCarr is – dude, do you remember Hughes or McCarr? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we were talking about yeah. this last time too. It's not been, even a, it's not a debate. It's anymore. it's not there anymore. And yeah. Quinn Hughes is an incredible hockey player. Quinn Hughes is an incredible hockey player. But Kale McCarr is just he's he, we might be going through like a new Bobby Orr and a new Wayne Gretzky right at the same time. I think so. I I, I think we are. <laughs> He's um, McCarr is the third ever player to win the Conn Smythe and the Norse uh, in the same year after Orr, the aforementioned Mr. Orr and Litzroom. He's the first ever player to win the Hobie Baker, the Norris, the Conn Smythe, the Calder, and the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, 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 I saw that as well. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's this is just and he's 23 and he's 23 he's i'm 27 90, what am i 90, doing he's a 98 yeah no this guy is uh, honestly i think he might be better than as a play as like in terms of like the impact he has on the game i think he might be a better player than nathan mckinnon like and that's i love nathan mckinnon i i i don't like yeah if you like i know matthews is Honestly, like he probably is the second best player in the world, but I I love me some Nathan McKinnon. I'll take I'll take him over anybody not named McDavid any day. But I think Kill McCarr might be a better player than Nathan McKinnon. He's the the play just kind of gravitates around him, you yeah. know. Well, it, it, you talk about play drivers, right? He drives the play. Yeah. Like he's he's not a he's. Yeah, he's a bus driver. Like, that guy is just – the way he's going to pivot his hips, like, that goal he had against Nashville where he took it – like, took it – absorbed a hit along the boards, walked down, short side roof. Or that yep. setup he had to Nichushkin where he spun from the point and backdoor cap in for Nichushkin. Or that goal in three-on-three three he had against Chicago where Kirby Dog was on him and he just fucking sent – Kirby Duck to the shadow realm with that spin <laughs> and just and just backhand roof over Florida. Yep. That yeah, this guy is man. I Colorado might run it back. Like I honestly like they're saying, oh Kemper, Kemper, Kemper. 
Honestly, Kemper fucking sucked the playoffs. He wasn't that good. He had a sub nine. Him fucking sucked. He had Kemper. a sub nine hundred save percentage. Kemper is a good goalie, but okay, which sorry. is super interesting. Too much slander. The, what what I mean is they don't. Need you're a goalie, Ryan. I know, wow. but what I mean is they don't need like a Vasilevsky or a Shosturkin to to win. He they they just need someone that'll, you know. Not like okay, he did suck, but not like he. Did, they don't need a Besna level goaltending from them. He just needs to. No, make, they don't. And that's he needs what I'm to saying. Make one he big is a save good a game. goalie. He's, yeah, he's a good. Not going to win a Vezina. He's Corey Crawford. He's Corey Crawford is what he is. Corey Crawford was not an amazing goalie. And Corey had some good years though. I think like better years than Kemper had, especially in the playoffs. I, I no Corey Crawford was mid. He's he's Chris Osgood. Chris Osgood, just mid. He's a mid goalie who played on some really good teams and played good enough. I don't I No, I'll he's take, not. He's I'll not take, yet. He's not yet. I'll take Crawford over Kemper, though. Really? I, yeah. Well, look at I'm just gonna these numbers. I would take Kemper over Crawford. The the year, okay, the year they won in 13, 932, 1.84 goals against average. The year they won in 15, 924, 2.31 goals against average. And Kemper, this chart, he didn't have a sub 900. I, I'm slandering him, but he had a 901. Well, he did before the last game, I think. I he think did. he was, yeah. And he, he made that big like save that. on Kucherov. I, like, he made the big save when he needed to. I'll give him that. But it's like. Totally. That, that, but I think it's like, what I, the whole point is like, Colorado just needs an average to above average guy in there. Like, they don't need to go on and chase. Uh, you know, like John Gibson, if if he can still play to a level, like they can just honestly, like, yeah, they honestly. I feel like, I'll no, let I, you know my biggest problem with goalies is they're supposed to save the puck, and sometimes they let them in, and it's just like you're supposed to save it. Why did you let it pass you? Honestly, I hate that they just let goals in when they're actually supposed to save them. <laughs> That's all I've summarized my minor hockey experience. <laughs> when Tristan Jari stole your job? <laughs> Tristan Jari had the job. If somehow I took it from I would have been the stealer. Um, yeah. That's that's so crazy Ooh. though that you you went head to head with him against tryouts. I have skated on the ice with Tristan Jari a, a lot of times. Um, but yeah, he was he was the man in he was the man in minor hockey and I mean look at him now, you know, so it, it makes sense, you know. Well, they had um on that Delta Minor team, wasn't Nick Patan on that team too? Nick there was one year in Bantam where they stacked it. They got I don't think Nick Patan was there. I think right. Nick Patan was North Shore all the way through. Oh. But they they pulled in a few kids from other districts. Um, Arvin Atwell. Garrett Forster was on yeah. the team. Arvin Atwal was on this the team. Played on the in the dub. Garrett Forster. Arvin, I think, is still in the ECHL, which is pretty uh, lit. He I was mean, also. I played on. Me and Arvin played on the first team together in tight hockey. Oh um, shit! And now he's like a fighter, and it, it's he's it's in Slovakia this year now. 
uh, this past season. Let's go. 39 games, 159 penalty minutes. In Slovakia? Oh, he played two playoff games, 27 pins. In what country? Slovakia. Let's go. What the fuck? That's insane. Oh, my God. He just goes to this other country and beats the shit out of people. Dude, 2018, 2019, 214 pims in 65 games. Oh, my. What a warrior, this guy. I I have a picture of me playing tyke hockey, and there's Arvin right there. Oh, really? That's awesome. I love that. Elite prospects is a beautiful one. Uh, yeah, I'm on that right now. Yeah, Garrett Forsters. I don't know who. I don't know any of these people. Christopher Ty. That sounds like a name that I that's familiar for some reason. Yeah, totally. Garrett Chris Forsters. Ty also was a goalie at my age group. Yeah, yeah. Garrett Forsters playing at Calgary right now, but he played a crap ton of years in the PCHL. Uh, who else? Justice Rodonets. Oh, Justice. Oh, Justice. Justice is a good guy. When I see him out in public, I'm just like, hey, how's it going? You know? He played junior. Oh, my. This is a freaking sick team. I mean, at, most people on that team went on to play junior hockey. How did you find the roster for this? I'm just team? on Elite Prospects. Wow. It only shows four people. That's crazy. Though. You know what really uh, grinds my gears is I'm not on Elite Prospects. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I'm – I didn't quite make the cut. I'm on IMDb, though. Check me out. Oh, what are you on IMDb for? I was in an Air Bud movie. Did you not know this? What? Yeah. Are you capping? No, I'm dead serious. I was in Snow Buddies. I was the goalie in Snow Buddies. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, what? It was, uh, yeah. Hold on. I was in an Airbud movie. Holy and I had one line and when I was like 12, I got paid $3,000. It was Oh sick. my God. Well, that must've been so cool. It was sick. It was awesome. God damn. What'd you spend the money on? Uh, a Wii in so many games. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to... Yeah, that's that's exactly what I would spend money on, too, if I was that age and I got 3000 When I was 12, back yeah. in 2007, that that's... was that was the move. It's all you need, really. It's just... Mm-hmm. Uh... Okay, what else were we gonna? The draft. The draft, yes, that's what. That's the other thing you want to talk about, right? Hell yeah! I think we covered enough playoff hockey because we kind of talked about like the first few series, and then I, I think we we summed up the like the last few, like the last two rounds, pretty pretty decently. Yes, definitely. Okay, so the draft, without yes. a doubt. So. I think um, so. I it'll obviously be like either a uh, combination of right or um, uh, oh, I always I always fuck up the pronunciation of this guy's name. Uh, Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky, one and two. But then who's going third? Is Nemec or Yurichov first? That's that's my question for you. That's what I want to ask you. Because I don't think there's any way. Or is it Cooley? That guy can fly. By the way. 
I have no answer for you, and I'll be totally upfront with that. I mostly wanted to argue just pick Slavkovsky first because he's got the moxie. He's got it. You know yeah. what I mean? I, that said, look at the best players of the last couple decades, and they're boring as anything, except for Ovechkin. Um, yeah. But well, most of them are like hockey player robots. I think I think they said, like, I think Wright has a higher floor, but I think Slavkovsky has a higher ceiling. I think that's the best way to describe it because he's 6'4", can fucking sick handle, can, can snipe. Whereas Rice just a nice six foot one, two hundred foot center defenseman that, like he's like he'd be like if he's your second line center, he's elite. Like he'd be an elite second line center for your Stanley Cup winning team, which is kind of mm. nuts that a first overall pick grades out to be an elite second line center. Like, cause who? Montreal already has Suzuki, and I think, and I think. Suzuki well, then flourished. you get that one-two punches. Yeah, thing. exactly. Like yeah. Suzuki flourished as when Dano took on some of the tougher assignments, and I think when Wright um, hits his stride, I think he'll be able to play that kind of Bergeron Dano role. Where, but mm-hmm. yeah, if he can end up being Patrice Bergeron, like that's that's a freaking great number one overall pick. If he can end up being uh, Dano, that's yeah, that's yeah. Or no, even like no, Ryan O'Reilly. That's, that's a terrible first. I think Ryan O'Reilly's been really good. Yeah, he had like 25, 26 holes this past year. And he's just, he, like, I don't know, you put Dano out to shut down the offensive threats. That's that's yeah. what he is. And he can score now, so that's, like, helped to cope with our tons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think because the draft is in Montreal, Montreal's not going to do anything that will, like, upset the fans and like they're going to take the good old Canadian boy. And then who's the first French Canadian off the board. That's what we really uh, need to find out. <laughs> uh, let me, let me, let me go to my, let me go to my, uh... it's actually crazy. I think they have to move past that to win because they lost Mikhail Sergachev for, uh, Drouin. for a player that didn't yeah. want to be there. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, the guy that didn't want to be in Tampa. Um. Okay. Mock drafts. Mock drafts. Here we go. Um. Okay. So Scott Wheeler, who writes for the Athletic, no, sorry, this is Corey Promen who writes for the Athletic, has Shane Wright, then Slavkovsky, then Logan. Honestly, I think Arizona takes Logan Cooley to be honest because they have no centers. They have Barrett Hayden. That's like. Best case scenario, a really good number three center. I would take that a step further and just put it as Arizona has nothing. Nothing. They yeah. suck. They're they, a horrible hockey team. They've if, got Keller and Gunther on the way. That's existed it. in this league. If relegation existed in this league, Arizona would be in Div 2. Dude, no, they'd be in the ECHL, man. They're. And They're playing it, in an ECHL a, uh, arena. <laughs> it's a blight on the league. The fact they're playing in a college arena next year, yeah, five thousand fans. When there are AHL teams that pull in eleven thousand fans a game, I I think I think it's because like I like I understand why Batman's so uh, keen on it because like that's saying they move back to Quebec, right? Like you're gonna have to compete with Canadians fans. Like you're gonna have you're going to have that core group fan base in Quebec city, but I don't think like your, your floor 
is pretty much the same as your ceiling. Like you're not, there's not going to be a lot for growth in, um, in Quebec city. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't, I don't think the NHL ever moves back to Quebec no, city. unless I, I they is the next spot. I think I is, isn't it? Wait, is it Houston or Austin? Houston, Houston. Houston. Yeah, where the, so, where the Rockets play. Um, that's basically my understanding. I don't think that the NHL will move back to Quebec City. I, I think so. Think, I think Quebec City deserves a team. Don't get me wrong. Because it's Canada's sport and Quebec is way more crazy about hockey than us. Something that I was, I don't know. Oh, I guess you can't see my uh, shirt. Oh, you're a Grizzlies? You can see, you can see my shirt. I have my Grizzlies jersey on, or my Grizzlies shirt with big country on the back. And I bring that up to say Vancouver is more of a basketball city than a hockey city. Interesting. Yeah. That is my honest opinion as somebody who loves hockey way more than basketball. I think that we deserve a team and I think that we would support a basketball team almost better than we would support a hockey team. Just to be fair, that is a biased opinion based on the people I know, but I know far, far more basketball fans than hockey fans. Oh yeah. I think, I think if they, uh, like somehow a team came back, they definitely like sell out every game. But I think it's like the mm-hmm. reason they left was because like the management, which is the owners were so terrible, and then like the team was a little bankrupt. So like somebody had to buy it and like move them away from from Vancouver, which is a shame. I think they well, it wasn't even up. like that. It was just that the owners bought this team in hopes of moving it to the states. They didn't give a crap about Vancouver. They wanted to get this team out of Vancouver. They wanted to move this team to the States. And hey, hey, look at that. One of the best jersey sales in the NBA this year is the Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. Yeah. And Memphis didn't even take off the Vancouver. It just says Vancouver Grizzlies. And it's one of the best selling jerseys in the NBA. Which I, is uh, great. I, I think the only issue now would be like if you're having trouble getting canadian hockey players to play hockey in canada like from free agents mm. i think that'd be a fucking big ass ass american basketball yep. players to play basketball in vancouver i think just and this is why our university is one of the worst is probably the worst ncaa university i i don't know the numbers on that but sfu there's they don't do good the soccer They're team's bad. do well and the volleyball team does okay well. The That's basketball, huge. I think it's okay, and the football team is not good. Literally garbage. Yeah, they're not good. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it'd be cool. I think you know what, honestly, like I wouldn't even mind if there was like a freaking basketball team in the, um, Seattle. I go watch. I go probably watch a few games a year. I talk about Vancouver got robbed. Yeah. Seattle got robbed even harder than us. That's honestly though. Talk about a chain of events. If they hadn't moved the team away, KD would never have left that organization. Because like one mm-hmm. of his biggest reasons was like, well, I saw that I got to a team, they just moved. Like clearly, it's a business, right? Like if you you can't say it's a business and have it both ways. I feel like you can't like be like, oh, like take a team, like you know, players get traded. Oh, it's a business. But then like 
players want to go wherever they want. Oh, it's, it's, oh, they're, they're snake. They're disloyal. Like, I think it's like, honestly, like, I, I think at the end of the day, yeah. I just want to be entertained. And I think watching KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond beat the crap out of everybody. That was hella entertaining. That said, I will say it was beautiful to watch the Raptors get that championship. It's a bit poetic, right? And people will be like, oh, no, no. Well, Clay was injured and uh, KD was injured. And honestly, just ban injuries, you know? Just ban injuries from sport, you know? Just get yeah, rid pause of the Pause the season until everyone comes back. Exactly. No, I get so just you. get rid of injuries, it, and then you'll never be upset about anything again. I think it's like there's a, a there was a lot of hate for the Raptors that yeah. I saw, and I was just like, just get rid of injuries. It it's a like I made the argument myself, like knowing it's an illogical one because it's like, well, it didn't happen that way. You know what I mean? It's like a it's 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 redundant. It's a moot point. Mm. Uh, and and like in retrospect, yeah, that was like not the smartest thing to say, but. Yeah, and I think I think that was poetic, but I also think like Steph kind of sucked that finals. And I think it's also like poetic that he like has his redemption. Like he fucking balled. Dude, out. it was amazing. And I yeah. was cheering for the Warriors, but I definitely was cheering for the Raptors back in what 2019. Yeah, yeah 2019. Um but oh man, because the Warriors I was cheering for Tampa as well. Um, because I'm a simp. Is basically what it is. But I was cheering for Tampa, but Tampa are bad guys. And I can totally address that. The Warriors are just kind of good guys. And you're like, yeah. I like that. They except totally for Draymond. Maybe except for Draymond. I but love Draymond. He's so funny. He's just, I love Draymond. Yeah. He just stirred. He's an entertainer. Like, he, yeah. he, I wouldn't even, he's not an athlete. Like, he's an entertainer. I mean, well, you could argue that athlete. He is an athlete. Draymond would dunk on both of our faces. No, but I want to mean, like, he obviously <laughs> is an athlete, but I think it's like he, he embodies the entertainment. Totally. I think he totally well, he's, he's the character guy. And it just, yeah. And you need that. speaks to that. But no, I, I always say, um, I was definitely cheering for the Warriors because I always say, whenever teams from Boston, New York loses, the world becomes a slightly better place. Tell so, me about it. Like whenever the Knicks, the Celtics, the Bruins, the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Mets, the what the do you Giants, so do you feel Jets, the same the way about the backup New York teams? Because there's always a backup. New no, York team. I no, there's the I, Rangers and there's the Islanders. I quite, there's the Giants and there's the Jets. You know, I don't care for either of the New York football teams because they're both garbage. Um, I the Knicks are just like. I don't know. I don't. I like their. I think their fans are more self-aware than Rangers fans. Like they know they haven't mm. won shit, but like Rangers fan acting like they're the kings of the world. Like you, you, you won the one cup. One. <laughs> I don't relate, but I'm a Canucks fan, so yeah. But I like, imagine you have a different outlook on it. I say it's like, but I like the Mets. I love Jacob Degrom. He is like one of the best pitchers I've ever seen. And now they got Max Scherzer too. Like I love the Mets. Um, the Islanders, I don't mind. Like they're kind of like, they haven't done anything either. So like, but their fans are like, you know, they're, they're like the, they're like the, they're like what the Nordiques I feel like would be to the Canadians. You know, they're, they're a hardcore fan base. They're, they don't have as big of a reach. They don't get as much national media maybe like back in the day, but they love their hockey team. And I can respect that. I can respect that. Mm -hmm. They're not full of themselves and they can be because they, even if they wanted to, well, yeah, sure, they haven't won since 1984, but they four-peated. 
They won 19 straight playoff series. Like, no one. The Mets did, or the no, Islanders? The Islanders. Did. Yes, yes. Yeah, and the Mets just has Dave, Jacob Degrom. They had Noah Syndergaard for a while, and I love. I, I think he's he one played. Of guys. Noah Syndergaard, I believe, played for the Vancouver Canadians. I think he might have. I know Marcus Stroman did. Oh, let's see. Yeah, he did because Syndergaard is um he went over to the Mets in the RA Dickey trade. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's cool. I Let love that. See. I have a Sammy Sosa Vancouver Canadians card. At my oh, really? House. Sammy Sosa played for the Vancouver Canadians at a point. Minor leagues. Uh, where did he go? Low A. The Canadians. Those are yeah. He did. Those are fun games. They're awesome. They're awesome in the same way that Whitecaps games are awesome because it's way more of a sporting environment. Vancouver Canucks games are almost a business environment, you know? It's, it's a, a little status t- thing to be at the yeah. Canucks thing, at the Canucks game. I'd say it's um, less of an event. No, less of a sporting um, – uh, what's it called? Less of a sporting thing and more of an event, whereas I feel like if you go to a Canadians game, you go to a – you go to a Whitecaps game, it's more to like watch sport, if that makes any sense. I agree. I totally agree with that. Just because of the production value, right? But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, what were we even talking about? I don't know. This kind of that's why I love this. We can just talk about whatever we were talking about the draft. I was just the first French Canadian. Matthew Savoy, that's who. At what pick? Uh, is he a French Canadian? No, I don't think he is. No, he's from Alberta. That name sounds very French, though. I don't know. He's from Alberta, but that yeah, sounds- we're just gonna count it. Sure, uh, <laughs> hold on. First French Canadian drafted 20. Let's search. So, ninth, he and they're pre- he's projected in ninth. Him and um, him and Morgan Geeky, uh, Connor Geeky. Their team, they played on the same line, and they freaking tore it up with the Winnipeg Ice this year. Winnipeg Ice, so they're no longer in Kootenai. No, they got moved. Ah. Oh, worst place where it's even colder. Yeah, I don't. And nobody wants to play there. No. And even now, Dubois is like, I want out of Columbus. Oh. Yeah, like. Dubois, yeah, that that must mean like how bad Winnipeg is. Like, he just wants to leave. But well, I know because now he's now he's Columbus. To be fair, Columbus also sucks. And, no, isn't it Winnipeg? Place is my understanding. Line is on Columbus. You're totally right. So he started in Columbus, wanted out of Columbus. Now he's in Winnipeg and wants out of Winnipeg. Okay, okay. Here's a here's a fun question for you. Which ah. Uh, which ah, oh. <laughs> which three or four initial cities would be like terrible to play in? Like, like forget, like it doesn't like matter. The worst. Like you, you're on a twelve million dollar a year contract. Like it doesn't, like it doesn't matter. Like because how it just like living. Like where would you not want to play? Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg, Winnipeg. would be on my list. Columbus would oh. be on. On my list, Columbus, Winnipeg, Columbus, and then you know where I else? mean San Jose because apparently so much crime happens there. Oh. I would not want to play in San Jose. 
San Fran's pretty nice. San Jose and San Fran are not close to each other. I went no. to a Sharks game one day, and they're oh. not close to each other. It was a long drive well, from San Jose. San Jose's San almost San in Jose. Mexico, isn't it? That's San Diego. Oh, and San Jose yeah, is just no, a bit north. San right? Jose and San Francisco are North California. Oh, San Jose's no yeah. North Cal. Oh, shit. North, North Cal. North Cal. I did not. That's know. what they call it. Oh, San Jose's there. Whoa, that is so far from LA. Yeah. But yeah, it's also pretty far from San Francisco. Apparently, yeah, and Oakland too. I, yeah, I, I think that's another place where, like, no. But I did get to see people skate out of a shark's mouth live. That's and pretty I sick. Like that. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. sick. So, why, uh, uh okay so okay so that that's three for me what's what would your third city be my third one um that's hard there's not that many bad nhl cities i would probably say raleigh the carolina oh yeah i'm such a freaking liberal i'm such a liberal and if i had to live in a pretty I don't know how conservative it is over there, but I just see that as like the Southern team because Nashville, Nashville was the first one that sprung to mind, but Nashville actually seems like an amazing place. Freaking sick. That place seems like a party. Yeah. Um, And I think like the PNC arena is like super far from like everything else too. Like Raleigh's Mm -hmm. kind of in the middle. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Ottawa, Ottawa, definitely Ottawa. Yeah, I've I been think to Ottawa. Right now, definitely not. But maybe when they get their new arena, I've never been to Ottawa. True, but, it just, it but seems I've like been to Ottawa, and it's not it's a fan. Our capital, it's our capital. That's I, that's what it is. I got a I got a good buddy. He's actually a diehard Ottawa. So maybe if he hears this, he'll he won't like that. But yeah, I don't know what. Maybe Buffalo. Sorry. That place just seems super cold and miserable. Oh, Buffalo is also yeah. right up there. So those are my four. So I would not want to play in Columbus, Winnipeg. Buffalo and San San Jose. Jose. Yeah. Okay. What about three other than Vancouver? What three cities would you play in? I think it's, I think it's entirely reflected by what has gone on in free agency, LA, New York, and then either one of Vegas or, something in florida probably tampa because sunrise does not seem like it's close to sunrise it's the nhl is such a mickey mouse league it's so far from everywhere dude yeah we the were, nhl is such a mickey mouse league when i was uh when i went to uh, disney world i'm like okay perfect i want to go catch a game in um in florida somewhere four hour yeah. drive from orlando so we went to tampa and said because it was an hour <laughs> that's it's crazy. Yeah, I I think yeah, Tampa, for sure, Vegas. Oh, okay, okay. okay let's say four teams: Tampa, Vegas, <laughs> Seattle. Because I freaking Ooh. love Seattle. What a city, Seattle! And that arena is sick. Like you can look onto the ice surface from the sidewalk. Like, we're just walking Seattle's just a reflection of Vancouver. I know Vancouver exactly. It's just a the same fucking. It's just city an American Pacific Northwest city. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love I it. You go there, everyone yeah. speaks in the same accent. No, it's just yeah. familiar. It's familiar. No, and um, Montreal. 
Right. I, that, those would be my four. I I was there this past weekend. You like, just want to be a celebrity. You walk gr- down the street. And they're like, oh, oh yeah. Ryan. Imagine not having to ever pay for anything in your life. That's huge. That's I, uh, huge. I was I was there this past weekend, and like I'm like I have to go see. We had like a day for the Grand Prix, and we had a day to like sightsee. I'm like I have to see Bell Center, and it's honestly like it. It's not like it's not like Rogers where it's like. You know, it's an arena in like the middle of the city kind of thing. It kind of just blends in. It's like it's just like looks like a building along the street. Like it's super cool. Now, Ryan, um, what is the rating on this video? PG, PG thirteen, fourteen A. Um, I think like you can swear. Just don't be like super offensive, because because it is public. So like PG thirteen. Yeah, I said I went streaking outside the Bell Center. Really? Yeah, when I was for Kin Games, I was I was in Montreal. Our hotel was a block away, so we went over to it and we went streaking. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, where where was the where was Kin Games held that year? McGill. Oh my. Okay, I visited McGill too. Yeah, I visited and and honestly, like. Not to slander SFU, but like you walked along oh, the campus and you're just slander like slander SFU all you want. I but Please. I know, like, but you walk along the campus of SF I know of McGill, you're like, wow, this wow. is like this is a university. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you could just feel the history and the like it it it's crazy, like a difference between like a school that's like 56 years old versus one that's 200 years old. Like it just feels yeah. it just feels different. Learning has happened. Yeah. Learning has happened. Um, and Montreal is just a way better city to go out in than Vancouver. And I will argue that. It was a shit show. I love it. Gladly. <laughs> yep. I had so much fun. But yeah, I I think the Grand Prix weekend too, it's like fucking elevated. That's sick. Where else did you guys go for King Games? Um, Edmonton and Winnipeg. Oh, uh, you man and U of A? Uh, yeah. I forget what they, I think they just called it Toba. Oh, Toba? But, yeah. How was, yeah. how was, how was Toba? Um, Old? it was fun. It was like dash 20 at points. Oh my God. But then it was also like plus 10 at points. So what? it was, it was pretty wild. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was still Ken games, which means that it was a lot of fun. And then yeah. Edmonton was my third year. And that was again, pretty cold at times, but also still uh, a lot of fun. But Montreal was definitely the best. And that is yeah. not even up for question in my mind. I, I think that's my, my biggest, if I had any like, uh, regrets of my undergrad is not doing King games. Were you a Ken student? I was in BBK. Yeah. Let's go. I, I should have known that. I should have done it. We did uh we did science frosh a few years together. Like the, uh when I was in first and second year. That's how we met. Yeah, that's how we you met. were my frosh leader, and then I was and I did that second year too. That was a crazy. It was a lot of fun. It was, yeah, it was I was so the frosh fun. MC for three years in a row. Oh, that's amazing. About hey, have fun. Don't do drugs or alcohol, which obviously I don't because <laughs> Don't do them. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun just doing that. And now I just talk to kids for almost a living, almost a living. Almost there. Yeah. Just about. That's awesome. 
Yeah, I think I I don't know. I think they went back to this past year. They went back to um, uh, U of A. I want to say. I'm not sure. I believe so. I believe yeah. you're correct. I really wanted to like do it, but it didn't work out. Well, if you ever in the future, like I really wish I did go. They do an all star team every year, and I can get you on the all star <laughs> really? team. So yeah. <laughs> They do a, a Kin Games like Legends team. That's hilarious. Like it's NHL, like it's NHL yeah. six or ninety six or oh I don't know That's NHL so ninety nine. It's like the All Stars team. Yeah. So if you want to be on the All Stars team, I can get you on the All Stars team. I can almost right. promise that. I'll keep you posted. Let's go. Anything else on your list you want to uh, to talk about? I think I've covered it all tonight. Awesome. What about anything from last time? Or should we save some of it? I say we save it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. I think this is perfect time. Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks again for coming on. Hey, thank you for having me. Always, always. You're a great episode. (laughs) You're a great guest. Oh, man. I got some episodes. I'll tell you about I, that. I think I think you're. Uh, <laughs> this is your third time on. It is. I think that feat. That's uh. That's the record. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I'm all few, about that. I've had a few people on twice, but yeah, that's a, that's a record. Dang. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. We're going to have a lot to talk about after the draft. I can yes, say that. Yes, I hope to see some uh, crazy things. Crazy Detroit crazy. reaching the Iser plan working out. Honestly, Joe, the Iser plan, he could draft some. Are, are, they're drafting heard. second, aren't they? They're drafting second. It's hard uh, no, Devils are. Oh, okay. My I think bad. Devils is going to trade the pit. Oh, no, but then Fiala's, Fiala's uh, not there anymore. LA. Yeah, well, so I, I don't know never if they'll the trade Devils. it. No, but I mean, like, I thought they okay. were going to give that to that plus somebody else for um, Fiala. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, maybe not, like, Mercer or Holtz, but somebody else. Detroit's going eighth. Oh, okay. So I think they're going to drop Marco Casper, the uh, speedy center. But, honestly, this year, I don't – I stopped following the draft after the kids started being younger than me. Uh, <laughs> it's a it- – I've yeah. been in your exact shoes. Yeah, it's been very, in your exact shoes. makes it very difficult to be like talking yeah. about people that are like six years younger than me. He's not that good. Oh, he's actually a child. I would have hated to hear that at eight. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, imagine yeah. just like being a twenty-five-year-old per- person just bragging <laughs> on an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, doesn't look yeah. good. Uh, so yeah, I think the last year I followed it super close was like twenty sixteen because Matthew was lying. A. Um, who else? Fabro got drafted. Dubois. Dubois. Um, Pooley Arby. Uh, <laughs> Good one. Actually, I guess Pooley Arby was decent this year. He was good. Like I think he has a chance of being a Shushkin. Like I don't. I like any team in the league would love to have Alvin Shushkin on their squad. That guy's a gamer. And it, yeah, so I. I don't know. It's too late to write people like people are you writing off um Capo Caco. Crapo like Crapo, you mean? Yeah, Crapo Crapo. He's 21 years old. <laughs> like he's 22. Like let's let's take it easy. 
Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Same with Laugh, right? Like, yeah, he, like guys, like he played great this playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I was, I was on the receiving end of his pain when he just kept scoring against Pittsburgh. Against that beer league goalie, anyways. That's uh, so better. Ooh. <laughs> anyways, right, well, 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 yeah, well, we'll definitely let's get together after the draft and then um, see some crazy things. Let's do it. Oh, uh, okay. Last quick note: Did you uh, do you follow any of the NBA draft at all? Not even a little bit. Okay. Did you see who OKC drafted? Search up Chet Holmgren. Oh yes, no, I know who Chet Holmgren is. How are you that tall, that skinny, but can jack up threes? I've been following Chet Holmgren for a number of years. He He is just—he looks like a spider. He weighs the same as me. He's—he's a buck seventy, right? He's one ninety-five, but he's seven foot three. Yeah, he's a seven-six. Looks like a spider. And then the next year, the guy who's um head and shoulders above everyone next year, uh. Victor Wambayana, have you heard of him? I've not heard of him. Okay, so he's seven three. He's from France, seven nine wingspan, but he can dribble and he can shoot threes. And Let's he can go. Defend. So I think That's everyone's on the uh, Victor plan for twenty twenty three. So OKC is gonna tank and just try to get him. And just have Chet and this Victor guy. Yeah, and Josh Giddy and uh, Shea. And OKC is going to be scary. Until everybody leaves again. Yeah, until they don't sign anybody. <laughs> until they choose to sign Ch- uh, freaking um, Kendrick Perkins over James Harden and trade him for Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, that's fine. Anyways, uh, last thing about Chet, he was six foot two in sixth grade. So I'll leave you with that. That's crazy. Yeah, That's no, he's a, he's a monster. I'm just he's a monster. I just saw him on YouTube and I've just kind of been following his trajectory. Apparently he grew like six or seven inches in one year. And just, oh my gosh. he went from like not on anybody's radar to a five-star prospect or a one-star prospect, whatever the best yeah. one is. Yeah. Um, there's so few seven footers in the world that, uh, yeah, if you meet one in the States, there's a one in six chance they put in the NBA. I love that. This that's is a bit hilarious. of an older stat, so I don't know if that's still true. But anyways, we'll leave it there. Thanks for thanks for coming on again, man. Yeah, thanks for really having appreciate me. Appreciate it. Let's keep it up. Hell I love yeah. It. Okay, talk to you after. All right. Peace. Peace.